0: Hi everyone and welcome to episode two of Broke at 40. My name is Evan Thomas and I'm gonna be your host for this podcast series. Episode number two is called Bankrupt at 29. So in the introduction of the podcast, the episode that you previously listened to, I did talk about how I was gonna go back in time and talk through how, at age 29, I went bankrupt. That was the single most important event of my financial life, and it really changed me. And so for lots of people that go through difficult financial times, maybe they don't learn from their experiences like they should. Maybe you're going through some difficult times right now. This is April 26 of 2020. You may be listening to this podcast later. But you know, maybe the pandemic won't be as, as bad. Hopefully, and obviously, as it will, as it is as, as it is right now. It won't be as bad in the future. But we can always learn from others by listening to what they went through in the past. So I like to start each episode with giving you my current net worth. It's still unchanged at about eight hundred and eighty <clears> thousand. And so I'm still dollar cost averaging into the market when it's down right now. Um, and I'll continue to do so. I will be sharing episodes as we move forward about what kinds of things I've done to be able to show that progression. But before I get into the whole bankruptcy uh, discussion that I had when I was 29, I I wanted to start by talking about the whole concept of a million dollars and what does that mean? You know, I've told you that I'm 54 years old and so when I was, a young child, I thought a million dollars was a lot of money, and it is a lot of money. But back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, it was worth so much more than it is now. But for the average American, achieving that type of goal is still within reach, and it's still something that everybody should really try to strive for. You know, there's probably lots of people that are in their 20s, 30s and 40s that may be doing really well. They're making two, three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars a year. But for people like me, I shared in the introduction that I never made over hundred thousand, and for many of those years, I was making 20,000, 30,000, 40,000, 50,000. never made over a hundred thousand dollars a year. But I will say that you should strive to always be making a little bit more. And it's what you do with that little bit more each year that really makes a very big difference. So I'll be talking about that. But if you found Broke at 40, obviously you're probably broke or you're just getting by. You can listen to this podcast in the privacy of your own home with your earbuds, nobody has to know. <clears throat> that you're listening to somebody talk about how he gained wealth over time. And having that million-dollar goal is really still, I think, a very not only achievable goal, but something that you should always think about. I know I do. Because as I shared in the introduction, I don't think I'll ever make more or have more than about $1.3 million. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe if the market returns are really, really good over the next 10 or 15 years, then maybe I could get up to 2 million, but I highly doubt that. And I'll share more about what my secrets are in terms of building that wealth. And believe it or not, it's usually nine times out of 10, it's the savings rate, the amount of money you're saving each year, which really makes the biggest difference. It's not so much what investment Um, mutual funds you're putting your money into per se it's more about the rate at which you can save a lot of money each year especially if you're starting at 40. We'll talk in future episodes about the compounding interest concept and you probably know a little bit about it. If you start earlier you don't have to put as much money in each year. If you start later you have to put a lot more money in So I just wanted to have that discussion first about um, what it means to be a millionaire. I think everybody should still strive for that goal, especially if you're listening to this podcast. All right, so let's go back in time. In the introduction, I talked about the fact that the single most important financial event of my life was really going bankrupt. So I went to college in the late mid to late 80s, I graduated in 1989, I found my first job in 1990, and boy did that take a long time to find. It took me a year and a half, maybe two years, before I found a full-time salaried job. So I was one of those kids that came out of school with a lot of dreams, a lot of things I like felt like I wanted to do. I wasn't reality-based at all. I really was not reality-based. I really had no clue about money, how people save. I I really didn't know what that meant. I could barely even make it through the week, financially speaking, and finally found the job in 1990, which I remember the company offered me $19,000 a year. And so I got a really great apartment, I remember. It was too expensive. I remember I started applying for credit cards. I remember I started going to the mall. I started buying clothes. I started buying other things. I really didn't think about the impact at all of how much debt I was accumulating. And I think I had maybe seven or eight credit cards and I would max them out. And I remember the bills would come in the mail. I would open up the statement and it would say you owe $25. I'm like, yes, how awesome is that? I wasn't really looking at the balance. I was like, okay, I just need to make $25 on this one, $30 a month on that one, $17 a month on this one, $27 on this one. And as the years went on from 1990, 1991, 92, 93, 94 is when it really started to come crashing down on me, where I think I had $25,000 in debt. I had a leased car. Oh my gosh. It was a black Altima with a sunroof, power everything, a leased car and making $20,000 a year, it was, it was outrageous. I can't remember how much the payment was, but it was way out of line with how much money I was making. Again, I was clueless, I had no idea. I always thought, <clears throat> like many of you, that I would always find that next job. There would always be a better job in six months or a year. I'll find something, then I'll be able to pay this back. Right? Well, those jobs never came. And I don't know if it was partly just that I wasn't motivated. I, I thought I was motivated, but I'm, I'm really not that good at looking for jobs. I know that about myself. So during the 1993, 94 is when it really started to come crashing down. I lost a part-time job that I had. I went into some other industry, um, sales. It was something that wasn't good for me at all. Um, And I couldn't pay my bills. So the creditors, I remember, were ringing my phone constantly. It was driving me crazy. I was like really panicking. It was really a really, really bad time. I got rid of the car and a family member gave me some money, not very much to buy a little clunker. The engine was tied together by a coat hanger. It was terrible, couldn't believe it. A college graduate going through such hard times at such a young age, 24 years old. So, you know, those were years of just basically survival, I remember. And again, I was happy. It wasn't like I was miserable, but I was living paycheck to paycheck like many young people. I didn't even think about thriving. I didn't think about the future really too much it was just all about getting through the week getting through the month i remember i could only balance like my finances for a week or a month at a time it wasn't until much later when i started looking at the entire year and i'll share some spreadsheets with you that i've developed which really have worked for me very well so yeah you know the bankruptcy was basically all clothing, some other things, nothing that I could really turn back in and sell. It was just awful. Um, I remember family members asked me, well, how much debt do you have? I was like, I don't know. Really? I didn't know? I remember opening up all the statements and and one day taking my calculator and saying, okay, I'm gonna add it up. And I did. And I think it was about 20,000. But for me, that was a lot of money. And so I know many of you right now might be feeling the same way like I did when I was 29. You know, barely making your rent. You know, you might be experiencing a lot of these things. I'm not saying bankruptcy is a something you should do. I'm just saying that's what happened to me. It wasn't until 1998, so think about all those years. 1990, the bankruptcy came in 1995. It wasn't until 1998 that I found a great company and I've been there ever since. So my advice would be, I know a lot of young people try to find lots of different jobs, you know, jump from this job to this job to this job. That just isn't me. If it's you, great if you can do that and sustain it and always make more, be smart with your money and that's fine, but if you can find a really great company, one that values employees like I did, you would want to stay with that company arrive early excuse me leave late you know show them how much that they need you is really what you should do to find success especially if you are um, finding this company later in life like i did Um, so back to the bankruptcy though just for a minute Um, i remember how impactful that was I had to go to court and I remember the judge looking at me and some of the creditors had actually showed up to this little court case, this small claims court, I guess it was called, I'm not even sure. But I had to arrive and I remember the, the people there looking at me, it was just a terrible experience. I would look down, I remember looking at the judge and he, I, he said something like, are you gonna learn from this experience? And I said, yes. My head was so low, I was looking down the entire time. <clears throat> so again, I, I come home. I'm like, okay, I wiped away all that debt. Now I have a clean slate. Now I have a clean slate, so that's, that's what happened to me, and again, I'm not saying that I think that you or anybody should go through bankruptcy, but if it's your only option, it's one that could really give you a clean start. For those of you that have debt, that you wanna pay off over time, that's gonna be your number one goal, is to really get that debt load down so that you can start shifting the money that you're paying to the creditors over time, that same money then every month is gonna go into building your wealth into investments. And as I said in the introduction podcast, find people like Dave Ramsey, Um, learn the concepts, go through their classes and those will really help you. So to put things into perspective then, and to just close out this episode, that experience really changed definitely who I was, put things into perspective. And if you think about it, you know, 1995 when the bankruptcy happened and then really to 2006, that's 11 years. I was still living paycheck to paycheck all of those 11 years, really. At 2006, I was 40 years old and I was broke. But I, I prided myself on the fact that I could support myself and you should too. You should be able to find a job. If you can just support yourself during these years, whatever age you are, 30, 35, don't look at that as a bad thing at all, especially in the the situation that we're living through right now with the financial crisis and the pandemic, you still have time. Look at me. I started at 40, 14 years later, just under a million dollar net worth. So it can happen. You know, you can listen to people like me that have gone through bankruptcy, that have been able to pull themselves out of that. So you can do the same. So I hope you come back each week and you listen to this podcast. This is Evan Thomas for Broke at 40. I'm going to be, I'm not sure what my next episode is going to be about. I'm going to be giving it some thought, um, but I wanted to share with you, if I can go through a bankruptcy, and if I can dig myself out, and if I can start saving money, and if I can get to a place where I am today, then you can do it too. All right, well, thanks for listening, everybody, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Um, That will let you know when my next episode is ready. Take care for now, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.